Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church, Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hi, welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Tonight is episode number 41 and we are... Really excited to bring God's word to you tonight. Amen. All right, let's pray together. Father, I ask that you bless our time together in your word, that you speak to somebody out there and minister the life of your word right to them where they are, wherever it is that they are tonight, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, tonight I want to take us on a, on a very quick but very powerful journey uh, in the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 68. The Lord impressed this in my heart, um, I think a day or two ago, um, to share this with with the world. So I want to just obey that tonight and just share this. Psalm 119 verse 68. The Bible says, you are good and you do good. You are good and do good. Teach me your status. I want you to notice there's an order. There's an order. Everything about God is about order. What is order? Order is the accurate arrangement of things. Let's say that together. Order is the accurate arrangement of things. So when things are ordered right, it means they are ordered the way God wants it to be. God, order is very important to God. That's why he says, in the house of God, let all things be done decently and in order. We, 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 we can't do things and misorder. So, so God is an orderly God. He does things orderly. He had even admonished us that in his house, in the church, in the body of Christ, in the garden of the saints of God, let things be done decently and in order. Alright. So, there's an order here that I want to emphasize. And the Spirit of God wants us to note. You are good. And you do good. I want you to notice it. There is being before doing. There is being before doing. God is good first before he does good. <laughs> you are good and you do good. So he is good first before he does good. And can I suggest to you tonight that the will of God is that we are good first before we do good. If it proceeds from God, it's being before doing. Being before doing. 
We can't do good and do it well and do it satisfactorily and do it the way that God wants it to be done if we are not good. So we must do, we must be good before we do good. Hallelujah. So that's God's order. Being before doing. Being must come before doing. That's so important. Being must come before doing. Hmm. So, let me show you. Let me show you a few things. Let's go to Mark, Mark chapter 3. That's God's order. You must be good before you do good. Now, if that is God's order, it means that the enemy does not work in that order. The enemy does not work in that order. The enemy does the reverse. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Verse 13. Mark chapter 3 verse 13. All right. The Bible says, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that they might that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Now I want you to notice Jesus went to the mountain and called to himself those that he wanted, those that he he wanted to be his apostles. Okay, so he had observed a few people, he had observed a few individuals, and he desired that these ones will be his immediate associates. Okay, so he they came to him, and then he appointed 12. But I want you to notice these people that he appointed. He appointed them first to be with him. To be with him. Before that he can send them out. So being with him preceded them being sent out to do. Can you see that other again? Being before doing. Being before doing. We saw in Psalm 119 verse 68. God is good and he does good. We see Jesus again operating the same order. He wanted people to go and do good. He wanted them to go and heal the sick. That's doing good. He wanted them to go and cast out demons. That's being good. But before they were to go to do good, he wanted them to be with him. To be with him suggests a relationship. Suggests intimacy. So, God wants being before doing. In fact, we can only do and do well when we have been with him. In other words, we are not going to represent Jesus well to do the works of Jesus in the world if we have not been with him. We are human beings, not human doings. 
You know, the enemy wants us to be so involved in doing, 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 doing. And we are busy trying to do where we have not been. So, the order has to be right. Child of God, hear me tonight. You have to get the order right. You have to get the order right. What's the order? God wants you to be with him. Then you can do. Hallelujah. Ah. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. What happens when people, when someone wants to do and he has not been enough? (laughs) What happens when someone wants to do? You want to serve God. You want to perform the works of Jesus. But you have not been enough. You have not spent time with him enough. For him to transfer, transform you. If we are going to dispense the goodness of God to our generation, you must understand this order. We have to be first before we do. Right. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. The Bible says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and unentra- untrained men, it's interesting that Jesus chose uneducated and untrained men. Untrained, not that they were not trained in ministry. Jesus trained them, but untrained in the professions of secular life. They were not trained. They were not trained lawyers. They were not trained doctors. They, they were just fishermen. They were trained as fishermen, okay? But they were not, you know, the philosophers of the day. They were not the, the professors of the law. They were not. So, the Bible says... And they were, they were, they, they, they were uneducated and untrained men. The people marveled. They marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Whoa. These people created a marvel at the people who are watching them. I prophesy to you today that you are becoming a marvel to your generation. Or I prophesy to you today you are becoming a marvel. People are going to be marveling at you. But for people to marvel at you, the order is you have to be before you do. You have to be before you do. Be good, then you can do good and represent God properly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So so the people were marveling. I, I want to talk about the marvel factor. Because we are a generation that is going to marvel the world. Let me say that again. We are a generation that is going to marvel the world. The world is going to be marveled at what it is that God is going to do through us. And God God is getting ready to do through us, through you, through me. But the key to creating that marvel factor is being with Jesus. Is being. You see, the goodness of God. Why did Jesus say to the people that he chose to, to be apostles that he chose them and appointed them to be with him first yeah. to be with him it was an appointment to be with him being with Jesus is more important than doing so if we are going to be that marvel generation that generation of believers that create marvel in the marketplace that create marvel in the streets of, 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 our, of our city we have to be with Jesus 
It's all about a relationship. Why did Jesus say, be with me first, then I can send you? Because when you are with Jesus, Jesus rubs off on you. Woo! Jesus rubs off on you. Jesus is smeared all over you. The character and the power of God is smeared all over you. Then you can go and do. So going to do without having been with Jesus is an error. And that's how the enemy does it. There is no man of God. Hear this now. There is no man of God who is genuinely anointed by the Spirit of God. Genuinely anointed, representing God properly anywhere on the planet who have not been with Jesus. Who have not spent time being cooked in the presence of God. There is nobody like that. If you see a man who is doing good works, healing the sick, demonstrating power, but they don't have a prayer life, they don't have a study life in the word of God, I want to tell you something tonight, that power is not from God. That power is not from God. If genuine power is coming from God, it's as a result of being with him. That's why he said, I appoint you to be with me first. I appoint you to be with me. In other words, for every one of us that want to represent God and manifest the works of God in our generation, we've got to take the ministry of being with Jesus as priority. If you're not spending time with Him, you don't qualify to represent Him. Let me say it again. If you're not spending time getting to know Him, allowing Him to rub off on you, you do not pass the test. You do not qualify to go out into the marketplace to represent him. To go out on the streets to represent him. You don't qualify. Because there is that order. Be, then do. Be, then do. So if you are not being, you can't do. If you are doing, and you have not been, you are doing uh, by the devil. You are not doing by God. Hallelujah. People will marvel at the people that God is raising. I, I want to I say something tonight. Listen to this. Lockdown is gradually being lifted. But do you know that the church of Jesus Christ that is coming out from this lockdown, there are people who have been with Jesus the last two and a half months, three months. They are coming out with power. They are coming out with glory. If you have not been spending time to be with Jesus, well, I want to tell you, it's not too late. It's not too late. You can start now. Because the, 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 the capacity to demonstrate the goodness of God, whether it is in, it's in healing the sick, raising the dead, feeding the poor, preaching the good news, whatever good works, that we are going to do is going to come out of a result of having been with Jesus. The goodness of God will only manifest out of people who have been with God for him to rub off his goodness on them. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11. (laughs) Being with Jesus produces a transfer of virtue and grace that produces boldness. So Peter and his colleague were seen by people in the world as being bold because 
That's I'm, I'm talking about what I uh, what we shared in Acts chapter four because they had been with Jesus. Boldness came, courage came because they had been with Jesus. Can I say something to you tonight? If you are lacking the courage to step out for your dream, oh, hear me tonight. If you are lacking the courage to step out to do the dream, to do the vision that God has put in your heart, let me tell you what you are lacking. You you are lacking being with Him. So instead of trying to jump out to start, to launch the business, to launch the ministry, why don't you set time apart to be with Him? Because being with Him will produce the boldness and the confidence required to step out. If you are doubting yourself and you don't know, you are afraid, you are fearful, well, go be with Him and fear will leave. Hallelujah. Go be with Him and strength in the inner man will come. Might will be imparted to you in your spirit and you will be able to go out. To go and do the works of Jesus. Be with him. So if you are lacking confidence. And lacking boldness. Well, what The solution to that. Is be with him. God is not timid. God is not, is not shy. So when you spend time with him. Boldness rubs off on you. Courage rubs off on you. Strength rubs off on you. Listen. A man of God put it this way. Oh I heard it many years ago. And he changed my life. He said. You cannot have the lion's share. Without having the lion's heart. You cannot have the lion's share. Without having the lion's heart. You can't have the lion's share of the market. If you don't have the lion's heart. But where do you get the lion's heart? By spending time with the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. That's when he transfers his heart to you. By spending time with the lion of the tribe of Judah. Then you become a lion. And when you are a lion like that. Then you can take the lion's share. The lion's share only comes. To lion at heart. And but you only become a lion at heart by becoming one with the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's why Jesus appointed them to be with him first. Then he could send them. Don't tell me God sent you if you have not been with him. He's not the one who sent you. You went. If you have not been with him, you can't say he sent you. Because the pattern is the same. God follows the pattern. Be, then do. So if you have not been with him, he's not commissioning you. Hear me, hear me, young, young man of God, young woman of God. You are wanting to step out to go and start your ministry. Please, get the order of God right. You must be first before doing. Spend time. Don't be in a hurry. Uh-huh. Don't be in a hurry to jump out. Ministry, <laughs> ministry is tough. It's not for babies. It's not for children. It's for those who know God. Because they are the only ones who qualify to do exploits. Because they are the only ones who are strong. Those that know their God. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Strength comes by spending time with the strong one. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11 verse 25. Matthew 11 25. The Bible says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, 
and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. The Father is only revealed to those who the Son wills. And the Son will only reveal the Father to those who are with Him. And if, if the Father has not been revealed to you, you can't manifest Him. You can't demonstrate Him. You can't show Him forth. You can't manifest His character or His power. And if you are manifesting His power without being with Him, I can tell you that the character of Christ is not there. Hallelujah. Alright. John chapter 7. John chapter 7 verse 15. John chapter 7 verse 15. John chapter 7 verse 15. Hallelujah. John 7 15. The Bible says, And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know? Let us have him never studied. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it's from God or it is from my own authority. Now he says, my teaching, that's what doctrine means, is not mine, but his who sent me. His who sent me. And Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. So, how did the Father send the Son? The Son was with the Father. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the word was sent. Hallelujah. So it was it's still the same order. Can you see it? So from the beginning, the son, the word, was with the father. And then the word was sent. And the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. So can you see that order again? Be then <laughs> sent, being sent to do. That order is an eternal order. You can't, you can't shift it. Let me show you again another place in scriptures. The Bible tells us that, that Adam was created on the sixth day. And immediately God created Adam. The Bible says on the seventh day God rested. So day seven of creation was God resting. Okay? So day seven of God was day one of man. Day zero of man was on the sixth day. Day seven of God was day one of man. Day one of man is the same as day seven of God. Day seven of God was rest. Now, this is very important. The first thing that Adam experienced was God at rest, spending time with him. Wow. God at rest, not God doing, not God working. God at rest. Spending time with him. So Adam was born into the rest of God. Adam was created, as it were, into the rest of God. So, so, so that before Adam went to the garden to do, Adam met God and stayed with God to be. Same order. Being. Then it was after the seventh day, Adam spending time. Can you imagine? This principle is so important to God that God 
reserved the seventh day to rest. Now, was he resting because he was tired? Was he resting because he was exhausted? No. God cannot be exhausted. God is God. He can't be tired. So what was that rest for? He set a day apart to be, to spend time with Adam. So that Adam starts from rest before he puts him in the garden to do any work. So the order is the same. Be. So Adam was being. Adam was relating with God and being before he was given any assignment. Hallelujah. Oh, so our work should be a byproduct of the time we spend with the Father. Rest enables us to do the work. The relationship that we create in spending time with God is what helps us become. And that is more important than serving or doing things for God. So that relationship is more important than serving or doing things for God. Don't mix it up. Don't ever mix it up. There are many believers who are trying to do good works. Who are trying to serve. Who are trying to do one, two, three, four for God. But the problem is that they have not been with him strong enough. So they end up being exhausted. They end up doing things in the flesh. They end up you know, getting frazzled. They end up engaging demonic powers to do things for God because they have not been. You see, in the place of being is the place of transformation. That's where God transforms you. That's where God breaks things and, 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 and removes the things that are standing in the way, the hard-heartedness, the carnality. All of those things are sorted out in the place of being. Then, then you can truly do and do and do well. Do you know that it is possible to do good works and not do it right? And not do it out of love? First Corinthians chapter 13. The Bible says in, in First Corinthians 13, uh, verse 1 to 3, 1 Corinthians 13, he said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I have not love. I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. Clanging cymbal. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and not on all knowledge, and, I, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Can you see that? That it is possible to do good works, but not to do it out of love. It's possible. And that's what happens when we go to do without being. Because when we are spending time with him, one of the things that he does in our lives by being with him is a transformation that begins to occur in our hearts. That the love of God, the agape unconditional love of God, begin to be established in us. So that when we serve, we serve from love. We serve with love. We serve out of love. Because it's possible to do all these things, including give yourself to be burnt and not do it with the right motive. So, who you are becoming is more important than what you are doing for God. Oof. 
who you are becoming is far more important than what you are doing for God. What are you becoming? Are you becoming love? Or are you becoming cranky? Are you becoming love? Or are you becoming edgy? Are you becoming love? Are you becoming something else? Or are you becoming prideful? Oh, can you see all the things I'm doing for God? Can you see what nobody ever does this kind of thing? I heard a man of God. I don't even think he's a man of God. I heard some guy say, you know, I perform all these miracles. Can you perform it? And I'm thinking, since when did you start performing miracles? God is the one who works miracles through us. And now he's busting. He said, can your pastor do it? Can your, can your apostle do it? What I'm doing, can anybody around you do it? And I'm thinking, no, man, you didn't, you didn't get it right. It's not you doing anything. And if it's you doing it, then it's not God. Because Bible says it is God that is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And if it is God in our work in us, then none of us can be proud. None of us can boast. For it is not by works, lest any man boast. It's not any men. We are not supposed to boast. Because even Paul said, he said that the grace that was at work in me, yet it's not I. It is God that was working through me. So why, why are you going to be prideful if it is God working through you? You know it's not you. You know it's not you. But when you think it's you, then it's not God. Then it's you and the devil doing what you thought it is that you're doing. Hallelujah. Hmm. Ah, my time is so far spent. Let me, let me do this. Let me, let, me, let me try and round up. How you see yourself affects how you act and behave long term. And how you see yourself is what changes when you spend time with the master. Because as he begins to pour himself into you, you begin to see yourself differently. You begin to see yourself as he sees you. Because as you spend time with him, he rubs off on you. We all, with unfailed face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image, into the same image we see from glory to glory. So there's a transformation that needs to occur for us to do the works. That's why being must come before doing. Hallelujah. Being must come before doing. In, in Luke chapter 10, verse, verse 38, I, I got to read this one and then I round up there. I got to read this one and, and round up there. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Martha was distracted. Are you being distracted with much serving? For you to understand the goodness of God and be able to dispense the goodness of God properly, you can't be distracted with much serving. Say so what she was distracted with much serving. Much serving. Much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care 
that my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. She was distracted with much serving. There are people who have been distracted with much serving. They are no longer seeing Jesus. I don't know what they are seeing. Because to be distracted means to, to, to miss the focus. To, to move away from the focus. They are distracted. There are people who are distracted with much serving. Well, tonight, the word of the Lord to you is, don't be distracted by much serving. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Let him teach you. This season is for being. Being with Jesus. Being with him in the word. Being with him in prayer. Being with him. Then you can do. But you have to be with him. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Worried and troubled. Worried and troubled. Those are not two good words. Worried and troubled. Worried and troubled. That's what happens. When you have not been with him, you become worried and troubled in doing the work of God. You become worried and troubled. But one thing is needed. And Mary, that's verse 42, and Mary has chosen that good part. There's only one thing that is needed. Not much serving. One thing that is needed. Being with Jesus is the one thing that is needed. Spending time with him is the one thing that is needed. Soaking yourself in prayer. Soaking yourself in the meditation in the word. Soaking yourself in his presence is one thing that is needed. He says, that one thing will not be taken away from her. My goodness, this is so deep. I wish I had all the time to unpack this. Why is it that it cannot be taken away from her? Because she is becoming. They can't take away what you've become. <laughs> they can't take away what you've become. If you've become great, nobody can take it away from you. If you've become powerful by reason of spending time with him, nobody can take it away from you. Success cannot take it away from you. Lifting cannot take it away from you. Nothing cannot, nothing can take it away from you. And that's permanent change. That's permanent transformation. It comes by spending time with him. So if you're scared that your success will bring a downfall, let me tell you why. Because you have not been with him. Because when you are with him, there is an impartation and a transformation that is permanent that cannot be taken away from you. God wants to raise Christians that are going to be mega successful. Megally successful. Success can't move them. Money can't move them. Nothing. Satan cannot move them. Why? They are established. Because they've become like the Son of God. Like as it was said concerning Peter and John. He says people saw them and marveled. And they saw that these men had been with Jesus. May people see you and realize that you have been with Jesus. May people see your work in the marketplace, hear your voice, and realize you have been with Jesus. Because there's an oil that drips from you. Komoroba. There is power that drips from you. There's a certain presence that you carry that men can recognize the fragrance of God on you because you've been with Jesus. Can I end here tonight and let somebody tonight go and think about it? We're talking about understanding the goodness of God. We are not going to be able to demonstrate the goodness of God until we understand the principle that I shared tonight. Being 
precedes doing. The good part that cannot be taken away from us is what God wants to give to you. And what is that? Himself. And himself can only be given to you by reason of spending time with him. Knowing him deeply. Letting him rub off on you. Permanently changing you. Then nobody can take it away from you. A new you is imagined after this lockdown. A new you is coming through to shape the nations of the world. It's the fruit of being with him. And then you can do mighty works. Then you can do powerful works. I want to stop here tonight. Let's pray. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that someone who's been convicted by your word tonight, that your word will work deep in their hearts to establish them in a place of being. Then they can become the people, the person that you want them to be in doing. Being is what we desire. We want to be with you. We want to become like you. Then we can be sent to do. Father, thank you. We don't want to re- misrepresent you. We want to present you properly. But we know that the only way to present you is to be with you. So, Lord, as we spend the time to be with you, rub off on us. Open our eyes to deep things. Show us the mysteries of the kingdom that we might represent you well in our generation. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for hearing the word of God tonight. It's for you to go ponder on it, meditate on it, make changes. Some people need to change their schedule. Some people need to change their priority. Prioritize being and then doing will be easy. If you would like to get this message by our audio format, the number to reach us is a WhatsApp number, plus 27-81-421-0835. Plus 27-81-421-0835. If you watch by Facebook, please like our Facebook page and share it. Share this message on your, on your wall and let everybody around you be blessed by it. If you watch by YouTube, please subscribe to our channel and click the notification bell. That notification bell. Click it so that you get updates, notifications of updates of the things that we upload onto our website. If you would like prayer or like any kind of help, please reach us on that number, plus 27814210835. Thank you. Good night. The Johannesburg Kingdom Finances Conference 2020, live online from the 8th to the 14th of June, starting at 7 p.m. This year's theme is discerning and taking the territories of the new world with guest speakers, Dr. Charles Omole, Pastor Charles Ngobeni, Pastor Kunle Sorian, and hosted by Pastor Chuk Sogoye. Register online or via WhatsApp. Registration is absolutely free. Join us and gain wisdom on taking territories in the post-COVID-19 world.